Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Common Sense Podcast, a provocative and informative weekly podcast hosted by yours truly, Oscar W. Richardson, Jr. On today's podcast, I'll be dealing with love and our inability to love ourselves correctly. We are tripartite beings, mind, body, and soul. So why do we give more attention to just one third of who we are instead of all of who we are? Did you know that if a man or woman don't love themselves, they're incapable of loving anybody else? Call a friend and a neighbor and tell them to join us as I take us deeper into teaching ourselves how to love correctly. Now, in order for you to benefit from this podcast, there's a couple of things I need you to do. First, I need you to adapt a teachable posture. Give me the opportunity to prove my thought process. No, people have a tendency, if you don't agree with everything that they want or everything that they believe, they have a tendency to turn you off. Can Can I give you some mature wisdom? Everybody's not going to agree with everything that you believe. And just because you believe it don't mean it's correct. So you need to have the capacity, the ability to at least be teachable. So I'm going to ask you to adapt a teachable posture. The next thing I want you to do, if you want to benefit from this podcast, is to understand the true meaning of some of the words I'm going to use may differ from the meaning that you're used to seeing or hearing. Take love, for example. The true meaning of love may differ from the one you're used to seeing and hearing. So please, give me the benefit of the doubt. Let me expose you to another side of information that could be beneficial to you. Then the third thing that I need you to do is allow me to be correct and or factual. This is about the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Right and wrong, the proper use of common sense. Allow me to give you the facts and believe the facts, not the fallacies. Now, before I can move on with the definition of love, uh, let me give you some statistics. According to the World Health Association, the World Health Organization, excuse me, globally, there's 800,000 people that die from suicide every year. One person commits suicide every 40 seconds. Suicide is the leading cause of death in young people. Can I say this? People who love themselves are not taking their lives. If you know who you are, you can get a chance to love who you're going to become. And you won't take your life. We need to be taught how to love ourselves so we can stop taking our own lives. 800,000 people globally will die from suicide this year. According to the World Health Organization, 3.3 million people die as a result of harmful alcohol use. 28% were due to injury. 21% due to digestive disorder. 19% due to cardiovascular disease, and the remainder died due to infectious diseases brought on by alcohol use. People who love themselves are not killing themselves, poisoning themselves with alcohol. Simply amazing. It's just, just, it's amazing. These numbers are staggering. 
And we're willingly doing this to ourselves. Nobody's forcing us to do it. We're willingly doing this to ourselves. It's amazing. 3.3 million people die as a result of harmful alcohol use or abuse. Globally, 237 million men and 46 million women will suffer from alcohol use disorder. Globally, worldwide, according to the World Health Organization, 237 million men and 46 million women will suffer from alcohol use disorder. That is simply amazing. I, 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 it just blows your mind when you think about that. Somebody is not loving themselves correctly. Globally, 250,000 people are dying from guns. People who love themselves are not putting themselves in harm's way. People who love themselves are not using guns to kill other people with. Globally, drug addiction, substance abuse was responsible for 11.8 million deaths in 2017. Globally, drug addiction, substance abuse was responsible for 11.8 million deaths in 2017. That's staggering. That is simply staggering. But this, 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 what I'm getting ready to read, which will, will blow your mind. Almost 21 million Americans have at least one addiction, yet only 10% of them receive treatment. This is, this is mind-boggling. This is simply amazing. How in the world can we get ourselves in this predicament where we are putting substances in our bodies that is killing us, not sustaining life, not helping us live, not helping us be better, but it is killing us. How can we stoop to such a low? Do you mean to tell me that people who love themselves are going to put poisons in their bodies that's going to kill them, shorten their lives, make their families heart hurt, cause them to be liabilities instead of assets? 21 million Americans have at least one addiction, yet only 10% of them receive treatment. 10% of the 21 million Americans receive treatment. So that means we have, God knows, you know, almost 20 million people with one addiction. mind blocking. If you love yourself, you don't put poisons in your body that can kill you. Teach me how to love myself correctly. Have we been fooled, bamboozled? Have, have, have we allowed ourselves to be dumbed down to the point where we only concern about a temporary high, a temporary euphoria, that could very well kill us. We need to have a conversation with ourselves. 12.8 million people are under the influence of drugs. Cigarette smoking is responsible for 8 million deaths worldwide, according to the World Health Organization. There is 328.2 million Americans in the United States of America 
1.64 million or 20% of the American population have depression or anxiety disorders. So there's 328.2 million Americans in the United States. 20% of the American population has depression or anxiety disorders. How did we get to this point? Could it be that we're not loving ourselves correctly and so we've developed these anxiety and these anger and these depression symptoms? Has, has something happened for us to be angry and depressed? 20% of the population I think it's time for us to defy what most people are saying. You know, in the past, you know, people were saying when you talk to yourself, you're crazy. Well, I say if you don't talk to yourself, you're crazy because you got to find out what's going on with you. And we have to be honest one with another. I asked the question when we first started, what do you see when you stand in the mirror? Most of us are not standing there long enough to see who we really are because we don't want to see. We don't want to deal with reality. But you need to ask yourself the question, who am I? What am I about? How did I get into this situation? How did this country get into this situation? How did the world get into this situation? Oh, I'm only going to be depressed and I'm going to have anxiety attacks if I deal with reality. No, you won't. It'll make you a realist and make you the person that you need to be. We have to learn how to deal with reality so that we can become who we need to be and want to be and really come to the point where we really want to enjoy life and living. There are more important things than what you're stressing behind right now. But according to this statistics, 328.2 million Americans, 20% of the population, is depressed or have anxiety. 41% of first marriages end in divorce. 50% of marriages end in divorce or separation. 60% of second marriages end in divorce. 73% of third marriages end in divorce. Now, people who know how to love themselves they aren't divorcing. They don't have a problem with committing. How can you love somebody else if you don't know how to love yourself? And that's the problem. We don't know how to love ourselves. And so our spouse may see Jekyll today and Hyde tomorrow. 41% of first marriages end in divorce. 50% of marriages end in divorce or separation. 60% of second marriages end in divorce. 73% of third marriages end in divorce. People are saying now, well, I'm just not going to get married because they're probably not going to stay married anyway. Boy, that's, that's really loving yourself. That's really loving the person that, that you committed to. What happened? What happened to learning how to love yourself? And at the same time, when you learn how to love yourself, you know the person that you're going to marry. Forty 
years ago, I got married. Almost 41 years now. 40 years ago, I got married. And I saw the woman that I wanted before I married her. Did I date some other ladies? Yes, I did. But when I, when I saw this young lady, Cheryl Ann Hardy, I fell in love with her. And I knew that it was going to last because the DNA matched. I said like that. Seemed as if it was a perfect match, and it was a match made in heaven. When you love yourself correctly, you're not going to let yourself down, and you're not going to let down that person that you love as well because you understand it. Teach me how to love myself correctly. Every 13 seconds, there is one divorce in America. That equates to 277 divorces per hour. 6,646 per day, 46,526 divorces a week, 2.4 million per year in America. So in essence, what I'm saying, there is nine divorces in the time it takes you to repeat your wedding vows. The wedding vows normally take two minutes. In that two minute span, nine people have gotten a divorce. People who love themselves don't have a problem committing to one another and in it for the long haul, to death us do part. 12.8 million people die every year from obesity or being overweight. Teach me how to love myself correctly. The numbers prove that we're not loving ourselves correctly. And it also proves that we are killing ourselves willingly and the primary culprit is not knowing who we are, lacking love for ourselves and a lack of self-worth. If a man or woman don't know how to love themselves correctly, they surely won't know how to love anyone else correctly. Now, before I go any further, let me define what love is and what it is not. According to scholars and dignitaries and dictionaries and even Internet uh, definitions of the word love, this is what it says. Love is an intense feeling or deep affection. Love is a great Interest and pleasure in something. Love is a deep romantic or sexual attachment to somebody. Love is sexual passion or desire. Love is a profound, tender, passionate affection for another person. They say love is a feeling of warmth, personal attachment or deep affection uh, for someone as a parent, child or friend. Love, as others have stated, is, and is defined as arios, phileo, or agape. Now, what I want you to notice in the definitions that I gave you, those definitions purely dealt with one aspect, the physical. It did not include the mental or the spiritual or the soulish perspective. 
Now, I said earlier when we were talking initially that we are tripartite individuals. We're mind, body, and soul. So, so why are we going to deal with a definition of love just from one aspect, but not from the total perspective of what love is? Love is just not a physical thing. It's a mental thing, too. You need to be in love with somebody's mentality, their mind, how, the, how their mind works, how they see things, you know, how they respond to things. Their mental, there's a mental capacity that we need to fall in love, a mental side of who we are that we need to fall in love with. It's just not a physical thing. And then there's a spiritual side as well. Bone of my bone and flesh in my flesh. There's a spiritual component when it says, till death us do part, to love and to cherish. In the good times and the bad times, in sickness and in health, there is a spiritual component to this as well. So why, when we are giving a definition of what love is, we don't give the complete aspect? Now, you can look in the dictionary or go on the Internet and you can see. They, they, how they define love and it's not defined from a total perspective. If you want to find it from a mental or spiritual perspective, you have to dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. And it shouldn't be that way. And what people have done, they have looked at these little generic definitions of what love is all about and tried to apply it to life. And they have found that they have failed miserably. And so what do they do? Quit trying. But I am telling you, when you understand what the true meaning of love really is. It will blow your mind. It'll give you a fresh new perspective on what love is really all about, what life is really all about. Now, I mentioned the word arios. Arios, when it pertains unto love, is a sexual or passionate love. This is the type of love that's akin to a romantic love. Arios is also associated with the lust for possession. I don't know if I want that kind of love. Philio is another form of love that we've been exposed to. And philio is what they call in today's term will resemble something like a brotherly love. Just the love between friends as close as siblings in strength and duration. Philio or phileo is self-love. And then the last one that's associated with love that I mentioned earlier is agape. Agape is the one that I think that every one of us should look at, and it's all inclusive. It's the God kind of love. God so loved the world that he gave. It's the God kind of love because it's an unconditional love, a love that exists irregardless of changing circumstances. Agape is the highest form of love the love originating from God for mankind. Now, when you agape somebody, it, it's a love that you have that's constructed after the nature of God. So let's give you a holistic view of it from uh, a biblical perspective. We gave you a you know, view from a 
uh, physical and we gave you the view from a mental. Now we're going to give you the view from a soulish or a spiritual perspective. Biblical definition of love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Love is not just a feeling, but it's the early stages of a collaborative. Wow. It's a combination of things. It's the reality of what is truth based not only on behavior, but on consistency, availability, reality, sustainability, creativity. Love defends. It fights your battle. It has a long term objective till death. We do part. It's long suffering which allows it to look beyond your faults and see your needs is the giving of God's very best for your best outcomes, including life abundantly. So love is just not a feeling or an attraction. It is the embodiment of selflessness and surrender. It's a free willing, totally committed love that, involves sacrifice. Now, before I can give you the insight on how to love yourself correctly, I must defer to the originator of life and love, God the Father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If you want to know how to really love correctly, intimately, deeply, and fuller, we must ask the source of love the creator of love, God, the Father. We're going to end it there today on our podcast, and we'll pick this back up on next week. God bless you. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that does it for today. Thanks for listening. Love can be a many splendid things if it's done correctly. Tune in next week for part two of this six-part series as I take us deeper into the discussion of teach me how to love myself correctly. Please like us and subscribe to the podcast. For more information about Common Sense or us in general, visit our website at www.frameworksowr.org. That's www.f-r-a-m-e-w-o-r-k-s-o-w-r.org. Thanks again for listening. And remember, using a little common sense makes good sense.